Welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School with Michael Benner. Hi, this is Michael Benner, host of the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. Thanks for joining us for this episode, which we've entitled Purposeful Thinking. Now, that may suggest to you that there is another kind of thinking that is not deliberate or directed, that has little or no purpose. And yeah, (laughs) that's the bulk of what we call thinking, ironically. So we're going to discuss these two approaches to cognition or thinking in ways that will enhance your self-awareness and your insight as you practice mindfulness meditation and and other forms of raising or expanding your consciousness, your awareness, this is something you're going to want to notice. Also, at the top of this episode, I want to remind you of our primary website, michaelbenner.com. Just my name. That's my main website and sort of a hub that will direct you to all the other websites that I have. But michaelbenner.com features a big red circle with fireworks going off that you can click or tap on to access my online calendar and schedule a free private telephone session. That could be WhatsApp or Skype or Zoom or FaceTime or whatever platform you prefer. But a free intake session up front is a kind of an introduction and an opportunity for you and me to exchange information and to find out if I can help you with anxiety disorders, depression, OCD, ADD, post-traumatic stress, or just recovering from the anxiety of the COVID pandemic and the social, political, and economic consequences of it all. So, easy to do, michaelbenner.com, click or tap on the big red circle, and from the times that are available, choose a date and a time that works for you. And you get an email to confirm it, a reminder the day before our session, and the number for you to call me. Any other questions or comments that you'd like to direct my way, you can always email me at my initials, MB, at theagelesswisdom.com. MB at theagelesswisdom.com. So let's talk about thinking or cognition. First of all, I'd like to propose that thinking is what the mind does. The mind generates thoughts, whether awake or asleep. Throughout the day, 24-7, 365, even asleep, you're thinking as evidenced by the dreams we often remember. It's as if the mind is like an automobile with an engine that never shuts off. It's always idling. It's always running. The transmission may be in park or in neutral, It may not be engaged, you may not be moving or going anyplace, but the engine is always running. In other words, your mind is always generating thoughts 
some of which bubble up into your awareness, though many do not. I think we all know the tip of the tongue phenomena where you attempt to pull something from memory or you have that odd feeling that you're almost aware of something. You have a feeling that there's something on your mind, but you're not quite able to pull it forward. This is often called the pre-conscious mind, standing between the unconscious and the awareness of the conscious mind. It's about to be served up, but hasn't quite gotten there. With memory, it's tip of the tongue. It's, gee, hold on, I almost got it, almost got it. Um, uh, Oh, yeah, that's it. So the unconscious mind is constantly generating thoughts from birth to death. And those that we do become aware of, we call thinking. But it's not deliberate. And many people tragically go through their entire lives without becoming aware of the distinction between these random, spontaneous, involuntary thoughts, many of them intrusive and negative and obsessive, and deliberate thinking, which would be like getting in that car with the engine already running and engaging the gears and driving off to a particular destination. Those are purposeful thoughts, and that's what we're trained to do in school. For example, if you're taking a test or you're given a problem in a science class or a mathematics class, you engage your mind and you think it through. You solve a problem like an algebraic equation, That's engaging the mind in thinking. Or any attempt to remember is deliberate and purposeful. But the majority of what we call thinking are spontaneous, involuntary, and without any particular purpose. And again, they're often intrusive, they're often negative, they're often obsessive. And though we call that thinking They're really not our thoughts. They are the ideation of the unconscious mind and blended with a lot of emotion as well. Much of the motivation for these involuntary or non-purposeful thoughts is chemical or biochemical in nature. These are drives and impulses and instincts For example, if uh, your mind is not engaged in any purposeful thought, you might find yourself from time to time thinking about food or thinking about sex. Often you're pulled into past memories or anxiety about the future. It's rare that you pay attention to the present moment, which is why mindfulness meditation Noticing what you notice in the moment without judgment is such a beneficial exercise because it's really a rare condition. Most of this involuntary, non-purposeful thinking is about the past or the future. It's full of anxiety, negativity, 
full of judgment, worry, doubt, nervousness. And we often don't even know why we're thinking about it. Why do I keep thinking about food? Why do I keep thinking about sex? Why am I constantly worried about the undone items on my to-do list? Did I get the oil changed in my car? Did I make the appointment for the dentist? Why am I putting that off? When am I going to get around to doing this or that? What about this problem? How am I going to solve that problem? What do other people think about me? Oh my God, what if they'll think this? What if they think that? These are largely negative fear-based worries, again, that we call thinking, but they're automatic, and they just bubble up from the unconscious, and we react to them. The ego reacts to these fears, to these worries, to this doubt, anxiety, and nervousness. What'll I do? What should I do? Now what am I going to do? Purposeful thinking, on the other hand, as I've already suggested, is engaging the transmission in that car. The engine's already running, right? But now you have a destination. Now you have a purpose. Now there's a search for meaning. There's a search for understanding. There's a search for a specific solution or uh, outcome or desired result. And this is when we're at our best. But we need to distinguish between the purposeful and the non-purposeful, between the deliberate and the involuntary. And mindfulness meditation, noticing what you notice, is the best way to go about creating that level of expanded awareness, the ability to discern, is this just my unconscious mind chattering away? That roof brain chatter, just that monkey mind, just babbling like a mountain stream? Or is this me at my best, applying myself deliberately with a purpose to understanding. Now, words like logic or reasoning or rationality are often used to refer to this deliberate, purposeful thinking. But there is another kind of thought that we're not going to really dwell upon, and that's intuition. Intuition can be thought of as a third type of thinking, so we would have the involuntary, spontaneous, non-deliberate, non-purposeful chatter, the monkey mind we've already mentioned, and then secondly, the purposeful, rational logic that is true thinking or cognition. And then the third would be intuition. Now, intuition is really more emotional than mental. It occupies a kind of a in-between space, straddling mental and emotional, a mix or a blend of thought and feeling. I often say that intuition is an entanglement of 
mental thinking and emotional feeling, much like flavor and aroma are blended or entangled. That's an interesting comparison. You could taste something that has no fragrance. You can smell something without tasting it. Yet many of our richest experiences of flavor are a blend of fragrance and taste. The olfactory and the gustatory, <laughs> if you want to get technical about it. So in a similar way, we can say intuition is a blend of mental cognition and emotional sensation or feeling. Intuition is the language of feelings. Any attempt to understand an emotional feeling with cognition, with thought, is going to be very frustrating. There's very little you can understand about your emotions. Maybe you've noticed this. There's little you can understand about why you feel the way you feel or what is the meaning and significance of a particular feeling or a set of feelings based on what you think about them. And yet, what else is there to do? Well, intuition, which requires us to sit quietly and wait for the awareness to blossom or unfold or open before us. And this is a topic that we've touched on in the past and we'll talk about more in the future. Intuition and, frankly, the distinction between intuition and instinct, both of which could be called gut feeling, though intuition is more heart-based, whereas instinct is more at the base of the spine. It's more groin-based. Um, intuition is, oh boy, tells you what you want, goals and solutions, whereas instinct down toward the base of the spine is an animal response. And that's more, oh no, uh, fight or flight tells you what you wish to avoid. So I'd like to suggest that in your meditation practice, you set aside some time to practice recognizing the difference or differences between the non-purposeful, involuntary, roof-brain chatter or monkey mind that is constantly served up by the unconscious from purposeful, deliberate thought and resist thinking about your emotions. By its very nature, most logic is deductive or reductionist. It's a subtracting uh, process, uh, uh, general to specific. When we want to understand things logically, we take them apart. We start with the general concept and break it down. Like, uh, this machine doesn't work, so I'm going to uh, take it apart. My watch is broken. Take it to a watchmaker. They'll have it in pieces <laughs> in no time spread out all over, and, oh, your mainspring is broken, we'll replace that and put it together. Or uh, recording this program, I had a problem with 
getting audio out of the uh, equipment that I normally use, and I had to troubleshoot it. So that was a logical process of seeing where am I losing the signal? And I start with the microphone. Is the microphone working? And then I go to the mic adapter, or actually to the cord. Is the cord working? Does the mic work? Does the cord work? That goes next to the mic adapter. Is that working? And then is it plugged into the computer? It's just a logical flow to find where I'm losing the signal. Turned out it was a switch on the uh, microphone interface that I had touched and didn't realize it. So you do that in a logical order rather than just casting about wildly. I mean, ideally you do if you understand troubleshooting. So here's how I suggest you proceed. If you're doing a basic mindfulness meditation where you're watching your breath, you're focused on the bottom of your nose or stomach, abdomen, chest, wherever you place your attention to observe the natural in and out of your body breathing itself. Instead, watch your thinking. We normally consider those thoughts distractions in meditations where our goal is to concentrate. Thoughts are distractions. In mindfulness, it's just something you observe. As soon as you become aware that your thoughts have pulled you away from your breathing, you make note of that and say to yourself, oh, I'm thinking, let go of it, and with a little smile on your face, shift your awareness gently back to watching your breathing. What I'd like to suggest you do as an alternative to that, to practice purposeful thinking and recognizing or discerning the difference between that and this involuntary roof-brain chatter or monkey mind, is to watch the mind do its thing. Start by watching your breath like you normally do. And then, as soon as you realize that your mind has pulled you away, watch what the mind is doing. Do this without judgment. In other words, don't react or respond by adding another layer of thinking to this involuntary thinking. Don't argue with yourself, as we so often do, back and forth in your head. Or questioning, just simply observe it. And make note of the mind doing that. And become more familiar with the tendency of the mind to generate thoughts without any purpose, without any real value, without any meaning whatsoever. And that will enhance and expand your awareness. It'll make you so much smarter, so much more alert to notice what you notice mentally. All right, that's all there is to it. It's real simple, simple exercise. So have some fun with that in your meditation. Thanks again for joining us. Sign up for the newsletter. I didn't mention that earlier. When you go to michaelbenner.com, you can 
sign up for the free newsletter, and that'll keep you posted on upcoming podcasts. And we have some other exciting things in the future as we move into this new year. Some projects I'm not ready to announce yet. They're not firm, but um, I'm excited. The new year, 2021, is going to bring with it some new projects. And I think you're going to like what we have in store for you. So thanks for being with us. Stay safe, stay strong, stay in touch. And as always, be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. From Palm Springs, California, this is Michael Benner. Namaste and aloha.